Yes, it's Finnish Football Show. Hi, I'm Mark Wiltshire from Explore Finland. As ever, joined by Mark from uh, FC Suomi. Hi, Mark. Hello. Hello. And Rich from Escape to Suomi. And Rich, you're, you, we heard you perfectly before I pressed record, and now we're recording. I can't hear you. I saw you say hello, yeah, but I, oh, there it is. <laughs> Are you there, Rich? I can't really hear you very clearly, but I uh... Can you not? Okay, we 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 got some we got some kind of connection anyway, um, and it's been a little while again since we last recorded, and that's why I stumbled over the name of Mark's website. But I do know that it's FC Suomi. Sorry, Mark. Um, no Rich, what shirt are you wearing today? It's bright. A whole couple of weeks ago, um, this was uh, the Ilves nineteen ninety Swarm and Cup in actually. So. Uh, May still smell of champagne, but uh, yeah, this this was the the outright winner this time. So uh, yeah, and it burst into flames. It's it, it's got a nice oompa loompa look about it. Yeah, it's um, let's see if we can stand up for the camera. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's two hundred percent polyester. <laughs> and that's a real that's a real piece of work with the uh, with the design as well. I don't know what was in the water mm. back in the nineteen nineties. Um, uh, tamper for <laughs> this uh, episode as ever is going out live on YouTube I can see myself on there which is a joy that means that's working and there's live chat so anyone that joins us live can make comments and I'll keep an eye on the uh, on the live chat there um, this is finished football show 17 uh, we have some catching up to do um, and what we're gonna do today is record perhaps a couple of episodes so the episode you're going to listen to now will be us doing a bit of catch up on things that have happened recently. And then a forthcoming episode will be um, looking forward to the 2018 season. And we'll uh, we'll try and get that out before Christmas. That'll be our Merry Christmas episode. And I'll probably put some sleigh bells over the top of that somewhere as well, just to uh, just to make it seasonal. Um, as I said, we want input from our listeners. So the live viewers can use the message box there on the YouTube page. Podcast listeners use social media to get in touch with us after the show with any feedback. Uh, our handles are at FC Suomi, at Escape to Suomi, or at Explore Finland. Um, and maybe you want to join the uh, Finnish Football Show Facebook group. Um, obviously, on Facebook, search Finnish Football Show, and you'll find us. Um, ask us to join, and we'll we'll let you in there. So, um, before we get started, Rich, as ever, no noisy biscuits, no f bombs. Away we go. Dream of it. <laughs> you would, you would dream of it, and you haven't got your your abusive cup this week. No, I've just got a uh, Finland Palolito cup. Quite, quite right as well. Quite right. Um, how about if we start with Vakas Liga? And the last time we talked, I think there were a couple of games left in the in the Vakas Liga. There was pretty much the the, the I think Hoyiko had been crowned champions, or were just about to be crowned. Champions. There was nothing, nothing particularly new there um, with regards to who was going to win it. Uh, but Rich, maybe tell tell everyone what what happened with the uh, with the European qualification places over those last couple of weeks. Um, well, Hoiko ended up winning by twenty points, which is um, I, I didn't quite look into it, but that's by far the biggest total in quite some time. The last couple of years, we actually went down to the final day before the champion was crowned. Um, it was. Coops and Ilves came second and third, respectively, which I think for both sides was a 
certainly a positive on this season. Um, Ilvers in particular, were, you know, they did well the year before. Um, they both finished on 56 points, which... Formed you know, the they, of a long-distance Cubs fan like yourself, Rich. It has, yeah, because um, Cubs had had sort of three or four years of absolute mediocrity, um, not threatening either end of the table. Um, Ochin, Yoni Honkavala, who'd been at Hifke, um, they had a very different look at the, the way the team was run. So they had, they brought in some more experienced players, uh, Saucer, Saxman, uh, and they, they've had generally a good run of, of youths coming into the side as well. Ojo um, Nisila, who I saw in the flesh uh, two seasons ago, he was out very, very good for them this season, scored plenty of goals, uh, broke into the Finland under-21 side. And um, yeah, that, that was um, good news for them. Because Hoik also won the Swarman Cup, the Europa League place for that came down to fourth in the table. And it was Malihams to lose on the final day. Uh, they lost. And uh, Lati scored a last-minute goal against Hifke. And uh, oh, leapfrogged them into fourth. And they were very, very happy with that. It's um, As an Arsenal fan, I'm well aware of teams really happy about finishing fourth. And... <laughs> Um, and that, yeah, they they were happy, and, and to be honest, they picked up uh, in the second half of the season, and uh, looking good for next year. And then Maraham dropped down to fifth, so uh, a bit of a sort of after the Lord Mayor's show after last year's title, and uh, Asiko was sixth after very much what we'll call it a, a season of transition for them. Ah, well, I I got into a low heat low heat debate on Facebook for daring to say that, the, that we'd had a couple of underwhelming seasons, which for the, the comments that were made back were, well, in 2016, we moved to a new stadium and we won the cup, uh, which, which is true. But my response was that just raised the bar so much higher. And mm. so coming, coming third, yeah, winning the cup, okay, yes, that's, that's an achievement. And then this season where it, it seemed like from winning the league to not winning the league, to not qualifying for Europe, I, I think underwhelming. I stand by. I stand by my scathing criticism. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think. I think that we we had a we had a, a nice win and the final game of the season, completely dead rubber. Really, nothing. Nothing was really going to change. Uh, a five 0 win against Inter. Lots of goals. Some really nice football and some. Optimism, just to raise that, raise those expectations again for for next year. I think. And yeah, and oh, sorry. And I was going to say, and your new manager's now confirmed, right? Yes. So, yeah, in, uh, in place with a coaching team as well. So you know, there, there's there's something to build on for the for the future. But I mean, I, I think you 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 can't be. Uh, no, I think nobody can can take take issue with you for for a, a sixth place finish. And what was a fundamentally a procession in the cup final against Hoyugo. Like it was, yeah. I mean, the the uh, SUK's kind of performance in the cup final was was more of an indictment on the cup structure than it was on the on the uh, on on like Hoyugo's brilliance or or like quality. Because for SUK to get to the final, it was let's face it, a relatively easy path, and then six months off, during which time they like the the whole kind of infrastructure of the club collapsed twice and was rebuilt twice. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. 
whoever is taking issue with you on on Facebook, let me know. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to to rile people up anymore. I hate arguing on social media anyway. I know some people think it's great sport, but it just sucks the soul out of me. So um, it was low. It was low. Uh, low heat. Uh, exchange of different opinions between some friends, and I'd like them to stay friends. So let's. <laughs> I'm going to send the Finnish football show mob round onto them. <laughs> um, and I guess we'll 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 park it there for for kind of Ashley and we'll talk, we'll probably come back to them a little bit when we talk about some transfers and things um, yeah. later on later on in the show. Um, what about at the um, at the bottom of the? Uh, of the table? Um, I mean, we we all between us and, and the prediction post that we had at the start of the season, uh, it was all very much a, a sort of three-way bun fight between Kemi, Hifke and, and Yeekor. Um, Yeekor were relegated, but they, let's be honest, after a dreadful start, they actually made a good fist of it in the end. They had a good run of, uh, good run of results of July, August time, and um, their relegation wasn't confirmed until sort of two weeks before the end of the season, which mm. at one point was looking you know, forlorn. Um, Hifke did sort of put up a, a bit of a spirited fight, but mostly because Kemi just dropped like a stone. Um, they really hit a bad run of form. And, and as even on the last day, at, at one point, Hifke were a goal away from staying up. That's, yeah, that's... Uh, Kemi that, that, that last minute Lahti goal, if it had gone the other way, they'd have put, they had, I think, three goals on them, three, goal, three goals, dif goals difference ahead of them, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, is that Hifke have beaten Lapley, they've stayed up. Um, Kemi had to only get a point at home to Coops, and admittedly Coops had a silver medal to play for, but they really just gave up. Um, the second half of the season was pretty much a free fall for them. Um, amazingly, but I mean, they've stayed up, but they are looking like the team who will be struggling next season, without a doubt. Those, those three three predicted the, the, strugglers were the three bottom bottom places, weren't they? And, and what you said is true. Yeah, or had were on seemed to be on twelve points for a long time, uh, and then they finished mm. you know on twenty six with in twelfth place with Hifke in eleventh on twenty nine points and Kemi in tenth place on thirty two points. So it was pretty tight down there. Yeah, and, and to say that was one of the more you know tense ends to the season down there anyway. Um, Yeekor did put up a good fight and you know this time their relegation isn't under a financial cloud as such as it was last time they've mm. already secured most of their squad on sort of new contracts for next season so going down to Ukenen they should be certainly in, in contention for if not promotion then a playoff place um, but yeah it was, it was you know, a shame to see them go down at the, at the first fall but um, there's a lot wrong at Hifke that I think their relegation is kind of indicative of there's a lot of financial issues where they've had to issue their shares again mm. after the playoff defeat and um, yeah it's um, a, an odd club they're very you know very secretive they're the opposite of Hoyko who are sort of very as open as they themselves to be mm. it's it's all a, a bit of a show but they're very open about what they what they do. Certainly, the good news. But Hifke, while they don't have a big amount of good news to share, they're very very secretive. Yeah, and if you look, I mean, if you look on the pitch for Hifke, 
they've got a lot of you know fight a lot of tenacity a lot of players who want to get in the like get into the physic physicality of the game but they're all they've also got a, a massive amount of like <laughs> there's no nice way to say this old guys you know what i mean like they've got a really aged squad and, and in some key positions they've got really slow players so it's a bit yeah i don't know i mean if they, they in a way they had no 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 justification to go down because the the backside fell out of ps kemi like for the last two or three months any they could they they had two or three occasions in particular the, the last day where they could have and then the followed the preceding playoffs that that followed to to get themselves out of the situation and they just couldn't muster a i don't know like an, a coherent attack you know what i mean they they couldn't really build a game and uh, i think at one point they had their because by all accounts they sort of blew their budget on signing Mikhail Forsell and and he did okay for them I, I think any you know half decent striker would have scored the goals that he scored but um i think at one point their their starting forward line of three was Forsell, Sibyl and Valinen with a yeah. combined age of 99 yeah. for the three players which you know i can't talk they're still younger than me but it's um <laughs> it's still, if, if you're looking at a club who you know certainly had ambitions of staying in the division mm. Yeah, I, 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 it's a bit it's a bit rich for the Finnish football show to get the three three man strike force to be to be complaining when ours is over probably over 120 combined age. I mean, also okay. if you look so if you look at that three man three the or the the attack the attack and options it was Sivola, Forsell, and then Juha Makela, and that's three there was those three players similar to the Finnish football show in <laughs> not just being old and inflexible or you know very similar guys. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? They're the same, they're the similar. They're they're exactly the same kind of player. So uh, they just didn't have really the kind of, I don't know, versatility or mm. pace. I suppose at the end. Is it fair to say they maybe moved a little bit more than we do when we're presenting the show? Uh, so, some of them, maybe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll give that to Sevilla, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Don't give them too much credit. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, what what happened in the in the relegation playoff then, Rich? Well, um, the first leg ended. It was uh, Honker against Hifke. Um, Honker ended up going into the playoff. Admittedly, the, the final day, but that that was a bit of a tense title fight. Um, they played Hifke in the first leg at Honker. Ended nil nil. Um, Honker. Bear in mind, they were the team with momentum they'd come second in their division you know they did one i think six or seven games on the bounce before their final day draw um and they'd beaten hifke in the cup at the start of the year as well um they i suppose it is the issue of the playoff it's, it's tense the stakes are high but um they they didn't really they show an awful lot and, and over the course of the, the 180 minutes of the second leg as well um they they went through and away goals in the end the, the second leg and one one and again there, there was the usual sort of uproar oh, why, why is this all decided on away goals but what well, they knew the rules at the start you know it's not a big yeah. issue but um they they were winning for quite a while of, of the second leg and then if it did equalize um they caused some issues by throwing various items and flares and so on onto the pitch and actually scorched the turf at Hoyko, which they weren't happy about. But um but yeah, there were some sort of, I wouldn't say problems at the final whistle, but there were certainly uh, emotions were high and 
it was a lot of standing off between the gobshites and the players and ultimately they were disappointed to be relegated and, and fair enough but um yeah some of the, the headlines about hooligans this now again it was blown out of all proportion it was mm. nonsense I, I think one of the projectiles was fired from a gun which the bill sort of batting round sort of thing but um having seen a video of it the, and with my work hat on the bloke probably deserved it the most but um <laughs> It was a bit of a, a squib in the end of a tie, but um, I'll be honest, I think Veikhaus Liga on the pitch will benefit more next year from Honka being there. Yeah. Um, off the pitch, Honka have had their own issues and have come back seemingly very strongly. Um, but on the pitch next year, they should provide a bit more entertainment if nothing else than Hifke did. I think a couple of um, kind of... Uh, bigger named clubs, I guess, back to to Vegas Liga as well after some time away. Yeah, I mean TPS have been down for I think four years. Mm. Uh, in that time, they've had big financial problems, um, but they've kept you know very strong core of their squad. Um, they're one of the sort of historically massive clubs in Finland, and a lot of players have either been there for a long time or have come back after spells away, and they've. Um, you know, over the, this year, and they really did deserve to win that division. Um, the fact that it went down to the last day, you know, and, and there were some uh, integrity issues about the penultimate round of games when Honka beat Ops 10-0 away, which enabled them to go ahead of TPS on goal difference, which would have caused some issues had they won that final day. But, um, yeah, in the end, TPS did well. They that That's sort of squad of players, and... You know, it's difficult to see how they'll do next year before the, the round of transfers go through. They're already looking at potentially losing Oni Valakari, who was certainly their best young player of the second half of the season after his Palolito enforced absence. Mm. Um, he's, uh, I believe, he's having it. Um, there were some issues about his transfer from Asiko when, um, when. Obviously, when his dad left, Simo left Asiko, there was some didn't hang around too long. But because he'd played for Asiko, either the I can't remember if it was the first team or the academy side, after the transfer window had closed, mm. they basically said that he couldn't move as a free agent to TPS because he'd played out, he'd already played in that period, so he couldn't just really, uh, get himself released from the contract and then sign for a new side. So he couldn't then play for TPS until the transfer window reopened in August. He wasn't allowed to play. Okay. So so no no football until August and then and then started playing for TPS. Yeah, I mean he, he came back in that, that last three months he was he was electric. He got a hat trick I think two weeks before the end of the season. He's now certainly tr- training with I don't know if it's a trial with his dad's new club in Norway. So um you know, whether that turns into anything, I don't know. Maybe I saw, I saw him in some of the indoor games. I, I'm not sure now if they were, they probably saw him Cup games when it was the, when it was the group stages and mm. he looked exciting and I yeah. think scored a couple of goals. And I, I was really uh, looking forward to seeing him make it, push himself into the, into the first team this season before that all fell through. And there was even talk of preparing a song for him to the tune of <laughs> Kylie Minogue's I Should Be So Lucky, which when you 
scan <laughs> the, the syllables in his name, Oni Valakari, Vala Valakari. It, kind of <laughs> it kind of worked quite nicely, whether he would have even known the song. Um, oh, Kylie. My first song. Billy, Billy, Irons, Billy Irons' song, uh, Ashukor, is, is the only song I've ever kind of introduced to the crowd, is to the tune of Any Old Iron, uh, which, <laughs> which, uh, which pleases the Brits there. The rest of them haven't, the rest of the Finns don't really know the tune. And I, I spoke to Billy about a year ago and said, oh, I, you know, your song, and do you know the song? And him and Richie Dorman just looked at me like I was some 80-year-old man talking about Vera Lynn songs. <laughs> um, but it, it gives me a, it gives, makes me smile every time we sing it anyway. So, uh, Billy, that one's for you. You can, you can find it <laughs> on, on YouTube somewhere, I'm sure. Um, yeah. and the, other, the other thing about Ukkun, and I was, I was quite hoping, I think in the, in the Sormen Cup, um, Korpeve from Kokkola were, were doing very well and, and progressed quite nicely for Ukkunen side into the, the later stages of Sormen Cup. And I was hoping that them and Yarrow might make a push towards promotion just for the sake of having a few more local games to get to. It's always nice to have sort of less than two hours to drive to an away game and, and to try and squeeze <laughs> in, try and squeeze in a couple of away games, which I think I failed miserably this year. So come on, boys, next year, Korpeve. And yeah, one and two. I don't care which or which way, but let's just have a bit more, bit more. There's always this uh, kind of excitement about the the Pokémon Mini League and who's the who's the Pokémon Mestari each season, which it kind of seems like three bald men fighting over a comb. But it's, <laughs> worth, it's worth getting excited about anyway. And if we could have um, you know four four bald men fighting for that comb, that would make it even more exciting. Well, um, can I just? Drop in BPS for going back to Vegas Liga. Mm -hmm. um, they, at one point of the season, I think we were within a couple of points of Hoiko coming into June, July. They did, by Finnish club standards, quite well in the Europa League. They only got knocked out by Bronbu um, on, I think it was on the way, goals, and they beat them in the second leg. After that defeat, which I think was the first week of July, they didn't win again in the Vakehouse Liga until the penultimate game of the season. I mean, it was 15 mm. games they went without even without a win, which for a team that was second was um, something because they ended up finishing eighth and only had about six more points than they had at that stage. So uh, dropping like a stone, you know, we, we talked about Kemi's sort of later half of the season, but VPS, after a brilliant start, absolutely balls it up it was um, a crying shame well I'm, I'm sure you're devastated but um <laughs> again you know just, just sort of seeing how and, and whether it was linked to the Europa League defeat or not I don't know but um it, it just seemed like after that def sort of they beat Bronbu but lost on, on aggregate it was um yeah massive drop off in form that was Seba, Seba Strandvold, Strandvold's goal was it was that the one? The long distance, he hit like a 30-yarder. Yeah, I think it was a free yeah. kick or something like that. Yeah, it was a, yeah. yeah, that's a bit of a... That's, it was a they, they're worth pointing out. I think also as well, you know, I'm, I'm never going to go a show without without bringing them up. But, but, but um, so, uh, it, Inter were seventh when Shefki got Das Boot. And they finished, I think, eighth. I think they, I think they, and I think they only finished on something like they were only something like six points ahead of Kemi by the end of it. So 
for anybody who said that like uh, that that was that was targeting Shevki. Um, and I know it's still Shevki's players and Shevki's club and the rest of it that that, that, he'd, that he'd started with, but it's not like that uh, changing the manager for, for Inter uh, with I think they had still two months to go, three months to go in the season had any impact at all in the West Coast. They just promoted just, the they, system, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So it's I mean I don't know. Like, it, <coughs> yeah. Well, I think I think it's been proven at Asti Court that changing your manager, however many times you want to change it, isn't isn't the way to to build for long term success so um yeah um what about moving on to looking at some transfers already there's been a little bit of transfer activity and i think rich you uh you mentioned the the picking a uh, picking over of the ilves team that's gone on so far um yeah i mean they're already they've lost sort of three of their most important players mm. um ayana and tending have gone to asiko Iona was, um, I think, he was one of the, the top players in the division last season by on the collection of the Ilta Sanomat Stars. Uh, Tendeng was their top scorer the season before. And um, Tuko, formerly of most of the clubs in Finland, <laughs> he, um, he's already gone to Hoiko. And he uh-huh. scored 15 goals last season. Um, he... He's been at Lati, he's been at Asiko as well. I think he first came into Finland via uh, Yippo. And he, yeah, so he's now gone to Hoiko and presumably will be their sort of key set forward. Um, and already that's sort of Ilves have come third and are being stripped for parts. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, the Hoiko certainly coming in for the centre forward and, and the other two who, you know, yes, they're at the end of their contract and. I'm sure Asikov probably can offer more remuneration and and conditions and so on, and ultimately the professionals. But um, that you know, within I think three or four days of the season ending, they already left and, and said they were going. Well, they had quite a few going in the other direction a, a year or so ago. So um, mm. you know, it's just just payback time, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, and and say that's that's the thing. So Hoikov, because they've lost. Um, Atom Tanaka, he's gone back to Japan. Um, I mean, he was certainly a very, very good player when fit, but that was his main issue. But uh, he certainly boosted their profile abroad, say no more. Um, and Asikov also signed the wonderfully mulleted <laughs> Anders Bath from, is it, I, I can't even pronounce Borf, the name of the Swedish maybe. club. Anders Bath. But, um, but he's yeah, so he's he's coming from Sweden, and uh, I'll say again, Asiko starting already, you know, rebuilding the side again. Do we know yeah, when Nick Kalkinen in place? He's he's identified where there are weaknesses and uh, and gone from there uh, to to sort of try and fill fill those gaps. I I know I know that um, there's also been new contracts offered to uh, Richie Dorman and Radko Hurme and. Um, yes, it's Arayarvi, actually, who, who is worth talking about at some stage today. Um, as well as um, uh, Matej Rodeski, who just come back from his the long injury. injury. Yeah, and, and did it again. And has the, has the best wishes of everyone on the terrace and in the club, I know, and has been offered another a, a year's contract to kind of get fit and get back playing again um that will be like a new signing when he when he finally gets back on the pitch 
tough, tough break. Mm. Do we know uh, where Nikolai Alho is going to end up? No, I've not heard anything. He um, he left Halmstad, uh, yeah. and I, I didn't really follow him too much. I mean, it sounds horrible, but it's it's almost like his first port call now will be returned to Finland and we start again. I think I think you'll only have options in the Veikkaus league to be like to be fair. Yeah. Halmstad were a rele- relegation fighter in the Swedish league, and he, he didn't do that bad. But um, but he, he didn't pick up he didn't pick up any real notoriety. I think he scored once or twice in something like twenty games, and he, I think he only finished ninety minutes, something like four or five times. Yeah. So he didn't like. Um, he didn't set the world alight, but I don't. But I, what I was thinking was, is, well, I was quite surprised because it was about the same sort of time when Tuco was announced to go over to Hoyiko. And I was thinking, well, the kind of the obvious thing for Alho is that he'd go back to, to Hoyiko, but that's Tuco is basically the same kind of player, maybe with a bit more output in terms of goals and assists. So he'll be on. He'll be on some Vekos Liga team teams sheet next season, I'd imagine. But um. Anyone else moved anywhere so far? That, that's um, well, the, it's um, there, there have been some moves. Uh, Mikko Kuningas with the, the finest name, and, and obviously at last year he's gone to Inter. Coops <laughs> uh, yeah. have signed Kaya Linen from Kemi. Uh, Marihama signed to Tamirovic from Rops, and but they've they've lost a few players as well. Um, Albin Granlund has gone to Odebro, Sweden. Yes. So he's broken into the Finland team and got his big move abroad. Um, uh, Anthony Daff has left as well. Uh, Veli Lempi's retired at BPS. It's um, there have been some some changes, but um, I say we're we're waiting for uh, I suppose the the big round ahead of the Swanland Cup when the sort of open trials basically begin. Mm. There've been the various rumours and so on and. We shall see, but uh, yeah, it's still still early days. I suppose only three weeks since the season's finished. Yeah, and so outside of Finland, I think Sergei Yarmenko. There's talk of him leaving Basel and going to Russia, mm. which I think would be it could potentially be disastrous. I mean, the the tricky part is that at Basel he's going to be part of one of those kind of European youth development academy things which means he's got to keep his head down and his nose clean and he's got to work hard for about two years and then maybe get a sniff at a bench in a in a european competition or he could go and get actual combative games in somewhere like russia but how he's going to develop in terms of his technicality and his sort of skills is, is debatable about whether or not that'll happen and we're talking about the youngest member of the eremenko dynasty here um well he's also talked about potentially moving uh, country teams to Russia as well. Um, there's an interview with his dad in the paper on the, on Friday who gave a bit of an update on the, the brood. Um, Alexei Jr. has this time properly retired from football again hmm. and is now uh, living in Russia and scouting African players to bring into Europe. Hmm. Um, so Sergei, yeah, he's been linked to Spartak Moscow but uh, there's talk that on a, as an international side, I think he's somewhat disillusioned and something we'll come on to later about the performances at youth international level of Finland mm. and is potentially looking at switching to Russia. And uh, Roman, his drug ban has 11 months to go. Yeah. 
and uh, yeah, we'll be looking at coming back and hasn't ruled out playing for Finland again, which again we've spoken of. If you know, it'll be a, a long way to go, but yeah, he, um, I think did he actually leave Seska in the end with his contract expired? Yeah, yes. Yeah. He's, he's a free agent then, isn't he? Yeah, so. they they did offer him a new one, and I mean, I I don't know, I don't know what the yeah what yeah. the kind of the specifics of it are, but yeah, he's not he's yeah. not under contract anymore. Yeah, so in 10, 11 months' time, he'll be be ready to start again. But uh, even during his drug ban, he wasn't allowed to run the Berlin Marathon with his mum. Yeah. Effectively, he's a professional sportsman under a wider ban. So, all that. Yep. There it goes. Hey, that, that probably brings us on quite nicely, talking about players being available for the, for the national team, to move <laughs> on to the, the, the third and maybe final section of this episode, which is uh, the... The, the recent Hukayat results, the Finnish national team. Um, Mark, your headline on FC Suomi said the revolution rolls on. Um, yeah. Talking about uh, Marku Kanerva since he took over, explain to people the nicknames. I think maybe in the next episode we should talk about nicknames for Finnish players and where some of these where some of these things come from because I, I often hear you, you two referring to players by their nickname and I'm like, okay, which one's that? How does that? How does that work? So we'll, we'll pick that one up a little bit later. But but um, where does Rive come from as a nickname for someone called Marku Kanerva? Uh, I think That's it was. I thought. So yeah. So I don't I, I don't know exactly. But he's he's um he's the he was a centre back by trade, and like like when he was a, a, a like a, a pro a pro player. And I think Rive is a is a, an indication to the guy who holds the line. The back line, the back four line. So Kaigi Rivis Rivisa is Rive. And it he was the guy who ran the line. And I think it's I think that's it. But I, I don't know. Finns often give weird nicknames for, for people. It was probably because there was another like Marku Kokkola or something in in his t- team, so they couldn't call him Mako or Mako or Maka. So I haven't got the, the the specifics on where is on where on the etymology of his of his nickname, but um but but anyway, he's done what he did as a player, which is put everything kind of back into 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 water at at at, at Camp Hukaya because it's five games now, unbeaten. Which, if you think about the dark depths of sort of 2016 and and the end of the Ooh, the the, Mik- <laughs> yeah, the Miksu era and all the rest of it, you know, I think we we couldn't envisage a time when we would have put ourselves up against Croatia and Turkey. And come out with anything on the other side, you know what I mean? So, and they were they, they were they were really good performances, not just not just defending. I mean, it's in the no. last, like, like if I remember correctly, in two thousand and sixteen, in was it nine or eleven games that we scored twice? Yeah, and then in the last, um, well, we've we've scored in every one of the last seven games. Yep. Then we scored. I think it was three. The three we've scored three for the f- first time since the Faroe Islands, and we've won by three for the first time since like 2014. I think that was it. Was the biggest home win in seven years. <laughs> sounds about sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. Yeah. It was more, more Dover at home. That was. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe rather than going through each each game bit by bit, what about the what, what kind of trends have you noticed? Whether it's it's to do with the play. Or the like you say the organisation, or maybe players that have started to come through because there've been some changes. Uh, Burusori is is like 
we finally have a player with pace who doesn't like he's just really straightforward he's a very direct player that's really straightforward he doesn't think twice he doesn't really look up and try try to pick the perfect pass he puts his head down he gets down the wing he then either cuts inside beats his guy or he whips in across and that's it and it's like um it's the thing we've been missing for for forever i think well since probably God, do I want to go back to Jonas Golka, which is like that's almost a decade ago. Just a guy who can get his head down and and, and beat most play, most defenders for pace, and he's not without a skill or a, or a trick in his bag. I think at international think, level, that's that's a big thing, isn't it? You don't have the time to work on sort of intricate passing routines and stuff. And you look at his goal against Estonia last week. Mm. You know, he got the ball out wide and just had that confidence. Yep. At, but you know, there there was no sort of looking for the short one two. You know, he and sometimes you need that little bit of mo- that moment to just have the decisiveness and the confidence to go for goal. Mm. In, in what four games, he's got two goals and two assists. Uh, his cameo against Croatia earned him <laughs> essentially the freedom of Iceland. Yeah, <laughs> that that was the goal that essentially qualified them for the World Cup. Um. Yeah. You know, he's he dropped off the radar a little bit in, in certain people's eyes because he transferred to Belarus. But, you know, we saw when he was at BPS last year, you know, what a potential talent he is. And, you know, perhaps this is, it's got him out of the spotlight. He's gone somewhere where there's not so much pressure on him and he, he can develop. Mm. And he's getting games. Yeah, and so I mean, so last year, at the end of last season, I think we had a, it was a, a like a, a Twitter, Facebook what was it? What was it? What is it that you said, Mark? A low, <laughs> uh, low heated uh, discussion uh, with uh, I think it was Yipe, who was who. I think he said something along the lines of he really likes players that you know that maybe aren't aren't so popular or go unnoticed or don't hit the stats, but that, that like really work well in the game. And um, uh, my my sort of response was I, I like guys like Puder Sawyer who just put the ball in the net or put the ball in the box because end product is, is like literally what it's all about and it was the back and forth was around well all his goals are tap-ins or scruffy or ugly and it's like the, exactly what you said like, like with the goal against Estonia he cuts he cuts goes down the flank cuts back inside beats his man looks up there's no option on in the box because everybody's sort of behind hiding behind a defender so he just whips a shot in for the far post and gives it gives it a crack and that's like just decision and action and I mean that's the thing that if when you watch Finland uh, like when you watch Finland over and over again, one of the things that's the most frustrating is you get you get into a d- decent position on the edge of the final third, and then you have a has a moment of hesitation that lets your opponent literally just block off any potential inroads into the box or or shots at goal, and we do it really a lot. Like Roman Yarmenko was actually one of the worst guys for that. He'd always sort of like cut back onto his like onto his left and then sort of look up and mm. try and float that sort of fifty yard diagonal beauty, and it's like, well, no, man, no. No, we're you're we're on the hop. So get down the line and get the ball in the box. So, Buru Sairi looked has looked really good whenever he's been involved. Um, I think Robin Ludd is looking a lot, um, yeah. a lot sharper. He's he's playing. I think he's playing week in week out in in Greece, and has been now for like a year. And he's sort of developed into that professional. You know what I mean? Like he just he just looks like he belongs in that kind of pitch. Um, Yuhani Oyala at the back. Next to Paulus Arayuri, has also, for me, he looks now tons more confident. He's like, um, with the greatest of respect, two or three times the player that he was at Asiko, 
You know what I mean? He's like he's really picked up from Sweden and he's really, really like dominating the area. So yeah, there's loads of places where where there's new faces or there's you know guys who've been around who are, who've made the next step in terms of experience. This says a lot that in. Sorry. No, no, go. You carry on, Rich. I'm sorry. Um, since Oyela and Ariuri have found, formed something of a partnership, they've had to push mm. Moisander out to the left in Ordnan's absence. Um, mm. It says, says a lot, really. That I mean, I, I'm not Moisander's biggest fan, for example, but you know that he's still the captain, and mm. you know you're playing a, a ball-playing centre back at left back, mm. which you know it says a lot that. He, Riva, isn't necessarily swayed by. I need to pick, you know, in the way that Mixu and, and Baka, to a point, were trying to play players based, based on, on reputation or, or whatever. Um, Eromenko, Hamelainen, you know, and I say Hamelainen's barely featured in the last few months. Mm. Um, you know, and, and more players are coming through because they're either playing well at club level or because they're giving something. Different, you know, Soidy being the prime example, but um, since he's gone to America and is playing regularly, high profile, and he's playing under Vieira and until recently next to Pirlo, mm. you know, that's a, a massive opportunity for someone who, you know, again, with all due respect, wasn't exposed to that level of experience and learning. We don't see what, what happened on the training ground. Um, that you're talking about there, Rich? Sorry, I don't think... Al well, Alex, Alex Ring. Alex Ring. A ring, yes, okay. Yeah, so um, so he went to New York City and, and he was on the shortlist for the MLS Rookie of the Year. Um, all the various stats accounts on, on Twitter have been raving about him as, you know, in the way that sort of Tim Sparv was... Um, in Germany, where mm. he's he's doing a lot off the ball, you know, he's, he's the interceptions, the reading of the game, the the sort of things. And you know, Spav was known as the the, the no stats all star, yeah, for quite some time <laughs> yeah. because he was the, that sort of money ball style player. Yeah, um, and essentially, you know, Finland's first choice midfield, if they're not injured and on form, and we saw against Iceland, I think it was when. Virtually all of them played together and played well. There's Sparv, Ring, mm. Etamai was played out of his skin that day as well. Uh, Robin Lodd's come in, yeah. and again, you know, the, the benefits and he's earning sort of, I think he's being looked at by clubs in some slightly higher profile leagues than, than Greece. In shoots, and I think whether it's by chance or design, there's looking like he's falling into a system and a, and a, a set of players who work well together. It's not just about Eremenko's playing brilliantly at club level, let's stick him in. He wasn't making that team play better. Um, and I think, you know, I'm saying results have been excellent and this Nations League, which the draw for which I think is being made in January, yeah, it's that could be quite interesting. You know, um, semi-competitive games against similarly ranked nations. Mm. I, I tell you what, Rich, I'd like to... I've got that as a, a subject for the next next episode, so let's go into yeah, that in a little bit more detail. Um, yeah. I think that, that sounds good. One, one thing that, that I wanted to ask maybe you, Mark, is you mentioned Hammerlinen not really featuring recently. There was the big transfer between... Uh, was it... Or two big clubs in Poland. How has that, how, how has that worked out? 
so yeah, so he, that was I think a year and a half ago when he went from was Pots, it that okay. was it, yeah from Potsdam to, to to Warsaw, and when he when he first went there, I, it was a bit of a it was a bit of I mean so it's maybe best to say that that Hammerlein in, in Potsdam was like a, a, a like a second striker or a wing forward, so he always played up top, um, and they won I think two titles while he was there. And uh, his contract was running out, and the the board in Potsdam didn't want to renew it. So Warsaw picked him up um, on a free when his contract expired, and he went and he helped. I think he played like something like ten or five to ten times again in that up top position for the end of that season. And Warsaw, Lee J. Warsaw won the won the league, so he got himself his third title, I think. And now, but now this season. Uh, it's kicked off. He started to play more regularly, but he's playing way deeper. He's playing. They're playing like a like a four four two four five one, and he's playing like a kind of like a right mid, roughly speaking. So he's more sort of halfway line than than edge of the box holding the ball up. I think he's got one or two goals, um, but he's not. He's he's turning into like a bit of a different player. And I think that's probably what's caused him problems in terms of selection at the at the national team level. Is that he's not really a forward anymore. He's kind of he's more of a sort of he's. And I mean, he's getting older, so it, this is naturally what happens. He's sort of gravitating more towards a sort of right flank central midfield kind of kind of berth. So he's doing all right, but he's not setting the world on fire. Not among the goals as much as he was. No, I think there's there's a couple of other players um, that have, have sort of started to come into the into the national team in the last few games. You mentioned one of them before, which was uh, Albin Grunland, uh, right back. Um, <laughs> Uh, and also it occurred to me that Glenn Kamara seems to have made his made his way into the uh, into the starting team certainly in the last couple of games if I remember yeah. correctly and and it, it kind of seems to coincide with him instead of being uh, a young boy at Arsenal and, and going out on loan in the sort of League One League Two and, and not really playing uh, he started playing regularly for Dundee up in the Scottish Premiership and where they where they, where they love him. They they uh, they they're raving about him in Dundee. I mean, they're bo- <laughs> it's kind of tricky because I think they're bottom of the league still <laughs> still in Scotland. But um, but they love they love Glen Camara up there, um, which is good. Um, Granland, um, as he looked quite shaky earlier on, he, he was brought in as a quick fix when Kariorkivor got injured. But yeah, I think he's played so well now in the last couple of games that that for as far as I can tell. Arkivo was fit for court and ready for call up against the Estonia game. I mean, he's he's thirty four now, so he's also kind of on the other side of the peak performance years. But um, uh, Kanerva didn't even didn't didn't even add him, add him to the squad, and we just just went with Granland again because he's he's played well and he's earned himself on the back of you know the title in Marienham and the the Hukaya performances. He's earned himself a move to Orebro, so. You know that's that's a huge, it's a big step up for him, and I, I'm kind of hopeful, hopeful that he'll that he'll make the best of it. If I remember rightly, though, in the in the Croatia game, Granland started with the wrong, wrong boots on. He had, I think, he had the wrong grip. It was like, a, yeah. no, he, he had he, he packed he packed his own boots, but I think it, he was wearing blades, and the the pitch was like it was covered in water, so it was. Um, yeah, it was almost well, not waterlogged, but it, it was too slippy. So he kept falling over, and I think he was against Rakitic or somebody like that on the on the left hand flank or his right right hand flank, and so he kept he kept slipping over. But then he switched boots at half time with Jonatovio for like proper studs, and then then he stepped up and saved the day. Okay, any anything else to add about Hukiad, or shall we wrap that up with a fairly 
fairly uh, efficient 45 minutes or so on the yeah. clock. Let's, uh, let's bin, bin this one. Let's, let's, bin, let's, let's bin, bin it. Let's bin it, Rich. Let's draw to a... Draw to a <laughs> Put it in the can and get it ready to go. Right, okay. <laughs> let's do that then. Um, so let's just remind everyone of our, our three sites. FC saw me with regular reports on the Hukayath players around the world and also upcoming games for the national team. I think the, the most recent thing there is a, is a report on the, uh, on the game against Estonia from uh, a week or so ago. Yep. Um, Escape to saw me. Um, the most recent article, Rich, is... That was the uh, what next for the Hukia after the end of the World Cup qualifiers. So it, it was, I hopefully came across as a fairly balanced, it was just a bit of a rant really, but it, it didn't, <laughs> uh, you know, look, look, looking at the green shoots really, it was, um, you know, the, the campaign was struggling from the off um, by nature of the poor seeding and they got a pretty tough draw. And obviously, after Backer's reign, it really put a kibosh on it. But yeah, they say that the campaign ended on a positive note, and hopefully, in the next couple of years, with um, as we'll go into the uh, Nations League and yeah. the Euro twenty twenty, looking good. Uh, on my uh, explorefinlandpodcast.com, um, there's been still just a few photo blogs recently, but I am actually working on new podcast episodes of Explore Finland radio show. I It looks like it's shaping up to be a, a kind of, maybe a Suomi Sata, a centenary celebration season, maybe, maybe six to eight episodes kind of themed around history and culture. Um, so I, I guess seeing as this, the Independence Day is uh, the 6th of December, I need to uh, get my finger out and start thinking about getting those all edited down and ready ready to go. But I think December, January, February should be, should see some, some new podcasts coming there. So uh, if you're interested, they'll, they'll be on their way. Remember, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel if you search for Finnish Football Show on YouTube. You, uh, you should follow us. And a few weeks after you hear this one, you'll hear the next episode of this this podcast where we look forward to um, next season, 20, 2018, um, a bit about FIFA rankings and nations, new upcoming Nations League, uh, academy and reserve teams in Finland, um, candidates for the chairmanship of Pallolito. So if that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. Uh, it'll, be, uh, it'll be coming up. It'll be coming up soon. But until then, thanks for joining us on the Finnish Football Show. And bye, Mark. Bye, Rich. Bye. Bye.